Hello, and welcome to the CEO Blindspot Show, where leaders lead leaders. I'm your host, Birgit Camps, and the CEOs I invite on the show are both high performers and humble enough to share their leadership blind spots. So today's guest is Gary Morris. He's the CEO of Tenrule, and pretty soon he'll be turning over that role to his successor, but he will remain the founder and chair, and it'll be called ThinkX. And Gary will tell us a little bit more about that uh, when I finally turn it over to him. But Gary, you've got quite a few years of experience, and you've been a high performer in various industries, but also in various different roles. And uh, you're also very humble. So therefore, I'm going to you know, brag on you on a couple of points and then turn it over to you. Well, that's and, very uh, kind of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, and it's definitely been a, a pleasure and an honor to know you and, and go through some of that journey with you. But um, and for starters, you know, I think it's it's already an achievement that you can turn over your baby, so to speak, to someone else to run because there's not a lot of CEOs who could do that because you've worked on this for, you know, two, three decades of your life. And you are truly, you know, that that to me is already a huge plus. Um, the other thing that, you know, not everybody would necessarily know about you, but um, you actually graduated uh, with, with a degree in plant science. Then you went into youth ministry then you counseled people and, and marriage and ministry, and, and you were actually a psychotherapist and had your private practice uh, also for you know, over 17 years. And, um, and then you realized during that practice, you really got to know human beings and you had leaders as your clients. And then you went into the business world and you know, became a CEO. And you've helped you know, lots of people uh, get take it to the next level of performance and uh, and including some really big company names. And I don't know whether or not later you can mention that or not, but uh, these are Fortune 500 plus companies that you've helped. So that's not no small feat. <laughs> and uh, and then you've you know, you've got currently something really exciting and you personally developed a performance profile to help uh, CEOs, you know, uh, identify the top performers, but also develop people into top performers. So these are just some of the things that Gary, you've accomplished. And, um, you know, when, when I say all this and when people, you know, read about you and, you know, Google can show them a lot more accomplishments, including that you're, you know, pretty soon you'll have a book out called I Hurt. And, uh, and it's going to be a fascinating book for people. And especially these days and age, you know, where everybody's so disconnected from each other. Um, you're, you're author of many, many books, um, or and many papers, but anyway, um, when they hear all this, there might go that you were born, uh, you know, already successful and that you've never had anything in your life, but the Midas touch. So I'm going to turn it over to you now. And, uh, and you kind of let us know you know, how your journey actually evolved to where you're to your current success and what, what were some of the things and, you know, that were your blind spots along the way. Um, so I'm going to turn it over to you and thank you again for being willing to be on the show and being humble enough to, to share with us, you know, not your just your successes, but also, you know, the things that you learned. No, that's very kind of you, Brigitte, to uh, kind of outline a few of those things. 
um, certainly this wasn't the journey that uh, in the beginning when I was a young man, uh, that was only five years ago, right? <laughs> but, uh, oh, I forgot to uh, say, another achievement is your sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to have a sense of humor because life throws a lot of curveballs and there's a lot of twists. It's never, I always say life is not a straight line. So it's, it's a series of courses, right, that you kind of go through. Um, you yes. know, I actually grew up in a very small farming community. Um, and if somebody ever told me that one day I would be a shrink and I would also be a CEO of a company, <laughs> Um, and then develop assessments and, and work as a corporate fireman for major corporations. And uh, I probably would have said you're absolutely out of your ever-loving mind. <laughs> but yeah. uh, as, as, uh, as, as fate has it or how we're led by our journey and God gives us openings um, to meet people, um, and that's what kind of brought me through this maze of, of different uh, career paths that I've had over the years. Um, I know your show's about blind spots, and certainly um, the the interesting thing is I remember this one line in the movie: "There's none so blind that those that will not see." Hmm. And I thought that was a very interesting quote. Um, and it was actually given by a person. It was a, it was a line out of a movie, and the person that said it was a blind person and was really trying to describe to people um, of this person that they were in the movie about that, that the person couldn't understand and couldn't see even though they had sight. Mm -hmm. And I think on, on the journey uh, of any career that we have, um, regardless of what it is, um, we have to really take, I think, our first uh, responsibility for ourselves. And what I mean by that is it's our own thoughts, our own feelings, and our own actions that we have to take complete responsibility for, regardless of what we think or feel. Uh, we need to take full responsibility for that. And in my work with many, many, many executives in corporate America, as well as people in private industry, um, what I find is, is the people that have more of an open mind to becoming aware of their own blind spots and being able to face those, um, that really does make a complete difference in, in the person's path. Um, you see those individuals that don't have that kind of openness. I'll give you an example of one gentleman that uh, he was like 60 some years old. He was about ready to retire and he became aware of his controlling behavior. And in a discussion I had with him, um, he became very clear that he says, wow, he says, if I'd only known this years ago in my career path, I, I probably would not have ceilinged out and hit a ceiling. He said, uh, I can see how that actually stopped me from getting to my successful career that I had had, that he had had, and, and how it actually stopped his career short. Well, um, and isn't that interesting? A lot of times we... Um it takes someone else to, to, you know, shine the light on our blind spot. And frequently we can't, I mean, it's almost sometimes impossible to see your own. So how did you, how did you discover your blind spot and what was yours? Oh, there were so many <laughs> in my early career. Um, yes, very much. Uh, I can probably relay this with uh, a little bit of a story. Um, I did not have um, much of a mentor from my own father with regard to um, uh, really facing and dealing with myself because many times he didn't himself. 
And what was very interesting is I realized kind of as a young man that I needed to really have and uh, bring about mentors that could help me to achieve um, my goals. Um, I remember at 28 years old um, thinking there were two gentlemen that were senior to me and um, we got into this small partnering relationship and we had actually taken a loan out with a bank uh, with a banker friend of ours and they were both former bankers and both of them successful in their own career rights. One in particular was very, very successful. And what happened was is um, I, I kind of used them as mentors in the beginning, but this became my first MBA, a hard knocks, if you will. <laughs> um, because what I learned was, is that I was, my intuition on certain things and wanting to make decisions, I brought it up to them and they said, no, no, we're going to do it this way. Well, consequently, um, the decisions that they made and uh, kind of superseded some things that I had thought, which to me were just common sense. Um, it became very clear that, um, that the venture that we were in was beginning to fail. And certainly this was in a time where the market was really, uh, really tough. One gentleman who was actually very well healed was um, sitting on a, a spec house in Pebble Beach um, that in today's dollars would have been probably equivalent to about a four and a half million dollar spec house close to Pebble Beach course, which mm. is about two blocks from Pebble Beach. Uh, and I went to him and I said, John, I said, um, I said, you, you need to you know, sell this thing short because he was paying an enormous amount of interest. Um, the market was not moving at that time. The market, real estate market was pretty much dying. And uh, the guy can just build beautiful structures. I mean, just unbelievable. Well, it took him down completely. Um, he lost everything. Um, the other fellow who I was And he didn't with, follow your advice. Well, I think he was just, a, he was one of those guys that was just kind of a nice guy he had trusted some other people and um and his his failure was is he was pretty much just a really nice guy okay yeah and that doesn't mean that you can't be a nice person in success but he didn't know where to draw the line um and so he was going to wait it out um the rest of the story with this is i looked at the other gentleman and i says look we better march down to talk to our banker because we knew him very well and i said we need to take this loan that we had split three ways and we need to split it between the two of us. Um, the consequence of making that decision actually turned out to be fine. The banker um, did in fact split the loan for us so we could take it over so he could be fine. But the rest of the story was the other gentleman went bankrupt too. And um, my lesson in that was my blind spot. My blind spot was not sometimes really trusting my intuition. I didn't mean I was perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But here's the other thing that taught me the biggest lesson. We never had a bad word between the three of us, ever. Mm -hmm. We remained friends um, throughout this entire experience. And it taught me a lesson that people in making decisions on people who you go business with have to have certain kinds of thinking that is going to help them to be successful. And um, the blind spots for this gentleman that uh, had had this very large structure that, that he would, had been building, um, it's his blind spot that had an impact on his life, and it had an impact on others. And I think the lesson for me also is um, I needed to really be, begin to face myself on the people that I wanted to do business with, 
mm. um, and the situations that I dealt with. And honesty and truth of how we deal with people is always the best policy, but also really understand the thinking that the people that you are dealing with in business um, becomes a really, really critical factor on your personal success also because things happen in life. Yeah. And, um, Boy, so that was a, like that was a very, it <laughs> was a very, very, you know, I've had many other areas of blind spots that I've had to uh, face. Uh, well, before way, we move but, uh, on, uh, this one, just to kind of summarize it, so because so many people go into partnerships these days, and it, so many partnerships don't work out. So are you saying your blind spot in this case was that um, you were, you know, you were new, you were excited about this, and you didn't necessarily slow down enough to discern whether their values aligned with you or whether their thinking was right or or you had a feeling at the beginning that this might not be a good deal and you ignored it, which, which what was it for, for you? It, what it was, what it was is because I did not have a father that really taught me a lot of uh, uh, skill sets around business. Um, mm. his, his, his basic advice for me were three things, work, work, and work, right? And that was pretty much his philosophy. You mean um, that's so not did, the I, answer? <laughs> I, did, I did gain from that. Yeah. It's what you're working on and who you're working with, ah. um, I think, is what is what the lesson for me was. I had many other lessons with working with both of these gentlemen, but for me, um, it was a naivete, if you will. Um, that I had in my first major business venture with these these gentlemen. Yeah. Um, wonderful guys. I mean, really, really good quality people, um, good quality values. We had really very good values because it wasn't yeah. the values. It's just the fact that that I trusted too much in the decision-making without pushing back a little bit more with them because I was, uh, you know, I was very, very young. And so for me, I needed yeah. to be able to speak up more. Very good. Yeah. So you 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 didn't um, you kind of ignored your instincts because you felt like you were not good at business and they were bankers and they were and so you kind of gave your power away to them and so going because you were working hard but going forward uh, you learned that hey you gotta gotta trust your business sense and or uh, and be in the and be in the position of being able to make the decision. So um, don't don't uh, don't go into a situation to where you don't have the power to make the decision, ah. whether it's you know ownership of a company or other kinds of things that you do and legal agreements or whatever, so that you have the ability to make decisions that you okay. know are going to have a positive impact on everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very good. And then, you know, even though this show is about blind spots and a lot of people, you know, and, and for sure you have to be humble enough to, to reveal the ones that, you know, were a struggle for you. I just, you know, I also hear a positive blind spot, which is, and I, it's just because you've told me the story, how it all played out is you seem to always end relationships or end partnerships in a very effective way. Like you just said, you're still, you know, it, you didn't like sue each other. You didn't get mad at each other. You ended well. So um, I think that's definitely a gift that you have in, in yes. you know, being able to transition well. And, and I know, I know your values, but again, mm -hmm. I think to you, that's normal, but to most people, if, if the partnership doesn't work out, that's the last they ever, you know, hear from each other. Well, the interesting part of that story is John came to my house one day and uh, he had a set of golf clubs that I admired and he gave them to me. Huh. <laughs> so wow. that tells you a little bit about our relationship. 
that sure so, does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was um, it was uh, it's a very very uh, it was it was a, a tough ending from the financial mm-hmm. standpoint, but it was not a tough ending from a relationship standpoint. Yeah. Well, you cut. You're kind of leading on us to the next uh, question. A lot of leaders have, which is, you know, what has been, you know, one of your greatest uh, challenge, or or what's been the most rewarding to you in terms of actually leading people. Well, I think as far as the reward for me is um, really watching how people's lives change, uh, both business-wise and personal-wise. Um, my career has been always been based around people, um, whether it was where I was in, working in ministry or whether it was where I was setting up counseling programs or whether it was in the development of the PX12 profile, which is what helps people to grow, or the five different products that were came out of that, that were all about people performance, which then results in things like profitability. And the key that I found is how do you make that simple for people? Um, and the reward for me personally is to be able to watch people grow. And, um, and as you serve people, um, oftentimes young people in today's market, um, don't understand what leadership is. And, uh, they oftentimes say, well, I tell them what to do and they're supposed to do it. I said, that's not a leader. Mm-hmm. And they're shocked. They're absolutely shocked. I said, you know, leadership is you're put in a role to help people to be successful. Your job is to give them all the tools that you possibly can do to make that individual successful. And if you understand being, uh, yes, your job is to serve them as a leader and to help them to grow. They'll always remember you because not many people actually take that approach to leadership. And so for me, the challenge and the rewarding part of that is to help people to see and grow whether it's CEOs or it's the executives or it's directors or managers in organizations is to give them the tools in order for them to be successful. So for me coming in as a consultant, because I was a consultant for over 25 years for major corporations, um, I was basically the corporate fireman. Corporations call me up and say, I got this problem and they just basically turn me loose and I put out the fire and build a company at the same time. And to me, that is providing the tools for those individuals to be and have that level of success. So yeah, my, you, personal, you... my personal thing is, is that I personally really experience um, watching people grow and being, being happy. And that, that makes you uh, so awesome to have on our show because you could, it's obvious by when you're talking. And I think you make a very good point uh, regarding, you know, new leaders. And because I have seen a lot of these large corporations cut training programs, cut HR practices and, and uh, you know, and, and we're all so busy. Everybody's like working, you know, all the time because they've got their mobile phones and all that. And, and um, it's almost uh, you know, like the next level of sink or swim as a leader, which again is why I, I provide this podcast um, because I, I just want to support uh, leaders at all levels, really. But especially, you know, if you're a new leader, it's it's not easy right now. And, uh, and it's important to have people like you and other CEOs who really care about developing leaders. And I love how you define leadership because 
you know, my mission is to enhance the quality of people's lives by enhancing the quality of leadership. And you, all your products and everything you do completely supports that, which is why I was so excited to have you on the show. And I want to, I want to share something that you, you told, you said that I think is just so impactful to ponder on and consider. And one of the things that you said that the, uh, you know, discovering your blind spot, what that had on your current success, as you said, Birgit, I discovered that success is not the journey. People is the journey. So would you like to elaborate on that statement? Well, yeah. I mean, if you think about anything that we have in life, it has people involved with that to some degree. Even if you have a robotic company, the robots are not going to be built unless it's involved with people. And people have to interact with one another and people have to um, trust one another and um, begin to understand one another and how to work well with one another. Um, the key um, around success, around that journey, if you will, um, for success is about how people think. Um, our thoughts are the things that create our character. Our thoughts are the things that create fear or anxiety. Our thoughts are the things that create success or failure. Um, if I have the tools to get past things like fears or anxieties that I may be having, um, and I can replace that with the exact thoughts that are going to help me on that journey, if you will, to be able to get to that, that level, it's, it has to do with how I interact with people. And that's mm -hmm. what well, my career has always been based on. Um, it's really helping people to get past that blind spot of not understanding um, how why people do some of the things that they do, which is really a symptom, the why. It's the how and what the person is going. It's what are they thinking that, that, uh, that creates what's going on, why we have those questions about people. Why do yeah. people talk to people a certain way? Why is why is some people who are really kind to people, and why are some people not being very kind to people? Um, th this is an interesting statistic: ninety-five percent of the people in the United States do not understand who they are. Hmm. They make their jobs an extension to them or a title. They make cars an extension to them. They make their house an extension to them, what they wear, how they dress. None of those are who we are. Who we are is at a much deeper thought level. And when you get people to understand who they are and you give them the tools for their own personal success, everything begins to fall into place because they shift their thinking to what works for them instead of being stuck and blind spots of their thought processes that are preventing them from getting to their goals. And so that's why when I say success is not the journey, people are the journey. It's the thought processes that go on in our head with people and how we interact is what's going to determine how our life is going to actually end up. Mm. Yes. Uh, you know, as I listen to you, I'm like, wow, how does any leader make it without, you know, having some uh background uh, like you i mean you had you had you know lots and lots of training and and people and i think really truly most leaders learn by their mistakes not by understanding people but your px uh, 12 i think is what it's called uh, i think you have a simple tool where people can very quickly get a snapshot of you know as you said earlier someone's thinking right and it's different 
um, as far as um, an assessment is concerned because what this does is gets to the root core source of the thought process. There's a lot of people that measure things like, you know, personality or preferences or styles and those kinds of things. And those are fine for communication tools, but they don't necessarily get to the root core. Once a person has gone through, for example, like the PX12, which takes about 10 minutes, you get to kind of what we call the think X factor. And that's those areas that are the internal blind spots. And then we have given them the exact tools that we found in the clinical practices um, that are basically a very simply educational uh, solution that people can get results in literally in a matter of weeks and uh, can have a lot of life change. And, and that to me was, although it took about 20 years to build that out, um, what it does is it gives the exact tools to the organization to completely change how an organization can function in a very short period of time because you're dealing with it at the root core source, which is the thought process that people have. And it's not threatening. Um, everything I've always felt that we have to do in business has to be positive and proactive because people gravitate towards what's positive. And if you yeah. give people the tools for their own personal success and change, um, it also impacts their personal life. Well, Gary, uh, since since the day you reached out to me, um, I have been just so amazed by how positive you are. I mean, you've gone through a lot in life. You've got a lot of experience and you're one of the most positive people I know. And, um, you know, I was, oh, I was you. just wondering, yeah, I mean, do you have a, a, some daily habit or routine that that contributes to your success or your ability to stay so positive and um yeah <laughs> well uh, i think for me um prayer <laughs> you know mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. when i first started my practice people used to come and say well why is your practice so big and i said well i get up in the morning and i say okay lord lead those people to me you want me to help and the phone rings and then they would ask me the question again yeah but why is your practice so big i i'm not sure how you what you explain that but there's a whole different dimension that we oftentimes in our society continue to want to ignore and that is something that is as a, a greater source that gives us all life and that that greater source if you will is uh, my lord and savior mm. and uh, people can try to poo-poo it and things like that but i can certainly <laughs> tell you that my life was completely changed because of um, how i came to know um, my creator and what he did for me. And um, as far as a place that's an anchor that uh, never goes away, that always is there, it's not a crutch, but is something that is a very strength, strengthening and guiding part of my life and many, many other people that I've uh, met and, and worked with over the years. And uh, there's a lot of CEOs that uh, don't necessarily say it, and maybe because they're not bold enough at the time or they just don't want to say it. But when you get down to a conversation with them, um, many of them that will open up to you on a one-on-one -on -one basis um, actually feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm uh, I'm grateful you're bold enough to <laughs> share where you are. <laughs> so it's uh, I really appreciate what you've contributed, and um, you know, as we wrap up today, I I hope we're not wrapping up, you know, forever. I hope I can have you back on the show, and then maybe the next time we talk about, 
you know, your journey, you know, in that area, because I, I know you, you're an author, you're about to publish a book and, and I know you help countless ministries. So uh, I would love to have you back on the show and, and I'd love to talk more about that part of I'd your journey. Thank you, <laughs> thank you <laughs> well, so much. Thank you for, uh, for being on the show and being open. And, you know, again, your commitment is so clear about, you know, how you want to help people and contribute. So if anyone listening to us today, um, you know, is interested in finding out more about you or, or is there any, anything else you want them to know before we wrap up? Well, you know, I still work with uh, organizations um, in helping their leaders and consult with organizations. Um, I can certainly give you my um, phone number and email address. Um, that's Gary At your Morris. own risk. <laughs> At my own risk. There you go. You go ahead. Uh, it's M-O-R-A-I-S. It's kind of, it's Gary.Morris at tenrule.com. And uh, my phone number is 805-331-4964. And and if somebody just wants me to ask, you know, if any kind of questions that they have, I'd be more than happy to answer them um, in any way and in any way I could possibly help them. So best way is that phone number or text. And then also uh, they can, your book will probably be on Amazon when it's published. Right. Yes. And And it's called I Hurt correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's based on helping people to overcome a lot of their personal anxieties and fears and be able to develop their own sense of confidence and also developing a servant attitude. So it's kind Mm -hmm. of gives you some simple, easy solutions. Back to your commitment to developing and helping people. (laughs) Beautiful. That's well, that's that's, the, that's what that's what my mark is. That's what I do. <laughs> Very good. Well, I certainly have enjoyed uh, getting to know you, and um, you know, I look forward to having you back on the show. And I almost forgot to offer a copy of the ten most common leadership blind spots to our listeners. If you're interested in receiving that document, just send me a quick email to ceoblindspots at gmail Best wishes to you all. Thank you for listening and leading. And uh, with, uh, with deep, deep gratitude, um, I will say uh, scenes, adios, and goodbye for now. Oh, <laughs> Happy, New you, <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, dear. Very good. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye.